Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including The Promised Neverland, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Andy Potter. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hello. Uh, we are back to talk more The Promised Neverland, the new uh, winter 2019 anime uh, though that is very big, a uh, very plot thing that's airing, and as uh, the third episode... 18, 10, 45, that we'll be getting into today. We previously talked about the first two episodes in separate podcasts here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Overly Animated Anime on iTunes to subscribe to our anime feed, which you'll find our Promise Neverland podcast in. Or uh, we cross-post all our podcasts to our YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. Uh, big spoilers for this episode and all previous episodes of The Promise Neverland. Uh, big plot show, so make sure that you are... Uh, caught up in everything. However, we'll not be getting into manga spoilers. Uh, Michelle and Steve have read the manga, but they will not be spoiling anyone, but they give, they'll be giving our manga perspective here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, con- no future spoilers in the comments or anything like that, please. Uh, but yes, let's get into this episode of The Promised Neverland. Michelle, what did you think of 181045? Well, we learned a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> like I was wondering how this was going to go, but I feel like they, every episode's, at least episode two and three both feel like we had a lot of, you know, the the kids talking to each other and, and slowly figuring things out and, and trying to consider what to do. And that's more or less what's been happening with episode three, too. And I'm here for it because it's really interesting. I also kind of low-key love Sister Crone. And I like her. Like, I, I don't know. I just I love how she's like kind of really scary. But also like a little ridiculous. Like she'll talk to herself and her doll and she'll like sing songs. But then like when she's down for business, like she's a force to be reckoned with. And I think that's kind of awesome. I don't know why I'm so high on her, but I'm like I'm here for Sister Crone. I'm team Sister Crone. Like I don't want her to win, but like I, I'm here I think, for I her think that's what being team person means, is you want the yeah. 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 Well So 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 you so you want the, her to kill all the children. Uh, was she well, she's kind of a wild card, though. So. Yeah, she feels like a wild card. I don't know. It. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna find out more about her. Okay. I. Yeah. I. I. I enjoyed this episode. We learned a lot of things, and that's good because I know you guys had like a lot of questions last time. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I, some of those things were answered, and that's good. Um. Yeah. We'll. We'll. We'll talk about what's definitively answered yeah. here. Um. <laughs> maybe a lot is posited at the very least. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Andy, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I like this episode, but I think a lot of me liking this episode and the last episode, episode two, is that I'm under the assumption that a lot of these things won't work out well because everyone in the group is making a lot of assumptions. They're making a lot of um, guesses about how things work, and I'm kind of waiting for things to them to make a guess and it not be right because that's kind of what the show seems to be building up from my perspective, from what I'm seeing. But I mean, this is still fun. Like as fun as this scary thing can be like it's, I'm enjoying myself. Probably the best way to put it. Like I really like sister crone. Like, like Michelle said, sister crone is positively terrifying at times in this episode. (laughs) And I'm questioning if she's even human at times, but I also really, really like that. They're still doing these really interesting shots with the, with I, I'm saying cam- I'm going to say camera, but it's not really a camera. But the, there's like they do shots from like like they, they make it seem like someone's watching the main characters at all times with the camera, like from behind bushes and like from between books in the library and stuff like that. And, they, and I really like that. And they keep bringing back the clock imagery. I just think it's a really tight show for for that from that perspective in terms of how they're presenting everything to us, the information and the characters. And I really like that. 
And I'm just still completely on board with seeing where this goes. And I think that's good for like just what this seems to be just like a plot dump episode or an exposition dump episode. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Steve, what did you think of the episode? Oh, it seems to me no matter what the show, I'm all, I, I kind of on the same wavelength as Michelle. I'm also love Sister Crow, man. She is awesome. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, like about her, though, is she, you know what we said in episode one about how there could be so a complex relationship between Isabel and the kids that, you know, there's this, just kind of like a history between them. With Crone and them, there's no history. They're just playing enemies. So there's not going to be any like uh, any like you, there's no chance that she would hold back against them. She has no emotional attachment to them, and they don't have any emotional attachment to her. And yeah, I love how how crazy she is, but how she's deep down how she's very capable too. And it does seem though she's not completely on like Isabella's side. She's got her mm-hmm. own agenda, and you kind of wonder if like Emma, you know, and Ray and Norman, and the others can. Maybe try to use that dissent between the two adults against each for their benefits. That's what I would do. Put them against each other. Take advantage of that. Mm. So I it would not yeah. fully trust Sister Crone. Though we made like a if you made like a little deal with her, I would watch my back. And I do want to talk about one character. Hopefully, though, this is the first episode really features one of the kids, Phil. Phil is just. Oh, something about Phil, though. Hmm. Who, who is, what do you mean? Phil? What do you we mean? We don't, know, about who, we don't know who he's Phil a, is. He's a little boy. He's, he's a little hand boy. Kid. Yeah, he's, he's like a little eight. kid. He's one of those uh, younger ones. He's one of the younger okay. ones, and he's very smart. He's the one who, like, uh, when they're playing tag with with Crone, that she almost kind of gave away Emma's, like, where she was. Like, said, Emma, Emma, while. Oh, and then Emma the- picked him up. Oh, yes. Was, was oh, okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people when we read the manga originally had theories on that kid that okay. hmm, that maybe well we'll get to, maybe get to that later but okay yeah we'll get to some theories yeah I thought <laughs> I, I thought this was the breakout episode and uh, it, 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 I want uh, Michelle and Steve to like, resist saying too much because the, the end of this episode pauses there's a traitor so we can't talk about the supporting mm-hmm. cast too much and but uh, I think Gilda is this is the breakout episode for Gilda which is the wait really girl. yeah, oh, yeah. She was, she oh, was I'm so happy. Sweet. Yeah, Gilda's she, great. I think Gilda oh, yeah. is heavily being uh, pro- uh, yeah. speculated by this episode, posited by this episode as the traitor. Um, that would be definitely really? my guess. Yeah, it, really? it's a red herring. It might it's be a, shot. I, presumably it's a red herring because it seems very blatant. But uh, when Emma's like checking the baby's ear for the tracking device, yes. Gilda's like trying to talk to her, and then you get that sh- just that static shot of her glasses. You get being the creepy st- anime glasses. It's like, it's like a classic yeah. anime thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like I'm uh, a deep person. If she is a Traitor Dylan, do you think she's like willingly the traitor, or is this some some consciousness well, thing? We'll, we'll speculate on it. Okay, we'll we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is yeah, this is another good episode. I think that it's still uh, continues to be a big step down from episode one, but uh, it's it's there's nothing that I didn't like as as much as the the like shown in battle scene last episode. So that's good. I think we got avoided that. Um, uh, but that being said, there's maybe nothing I loved as much as like the uh, the Isabella like jump scare kind of uh, dark hallway <laughs> at night thing from episode two. Um, I think there's a lot of like solid stuff here, but maybe nothing that jumps out too much at me. Um, definitely like this is Crone's episode, like we've been talking about. And I think that she's interesting enough here. Um, and we get like, uh, so this episode is like half 
a bunch of throwing stuff at us that I didn't expect to see. Like I didn't expect to see yeah. from the perspective of Cronin and Isabella talking. Um, I didn't yeah. expect to see the perspective of Isabella calling the demons and then a scene, a short scene of the demons, like in, uh, just mm-hmm. from their perspective. You said you wanted more I, demons and there I, they are. And I don't remember if that was in the original manga or not. It was, it, it was. was, it was. Okay. It was such a long time. So I, I remember reading, I remember reading that, that they, that it was not sure they weren't revealing if Isabella knew anything or not, that they were kind of waiting for that to be revealed. So, so I know, but so such a long time. So this is kind of new for me too, in a weird way. That's good. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that that's I didn't expect to see the demons. I did want more demons. I kind of I don't know how, um, how I feel about the cutting to the. I would have liked to see the demons in relation to the kids more, but I guess that's not where, where we're at yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very yeah. least, it was interesting. Um, Are you sure there maybe not maybe demons around? You know, Isabella, uh, uh, Gilda is a demon in disguise. Obviously, you think? So, oh, um, oh, I I originally when I read the manga, I thought. Phil, perhaps with Phil, the demon. Phil is not a person yet in the show. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't know who that is. Smart. I think you just made <laughs> up a name. I'm pretty sure you made up Phil. Yeah, it's not Phil. Like- Phil, he, uh, Phil is the onion of this show. Okay, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, we're done. That's true so far because I don't want to talk about him. Uh, Gilda, I barely know Gilda. They they blatantly said her name once, and that's the only time I yeah. in this episode they got her name. Um, but uh, yeah, we saw the demon's perspective, and we saw the perspective of the moms, and then we saw from Crone's perspective. Actually, no. Actually, not moms. Mom and sister. Yeah, that's a very important distinction. Yeah, She's not a literal mom yet. Yeah. Mom Isabella. Um, but I, I, my point being, I kind of like the second half of the episode better, which was more cons- like uh, more like uh, consistent, more of one thing. Playing tag, like we're training the kids playing tag, and then Sister Crone's playing tag, finding them. Um, I thought that was more solid, I guess. Uh, like I, I like I got my footing there. That reminds me of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just jumping around a lot, a little bit too frenetic, maybe for me in the beginning. It's very exciting. Um, but I want like to tell a, a more coherent story. For I sure. guess. I'm pretty sure I it's did. All- um, they're right. like four chapters in this episode. I'm pretty- yeah, we're barely through anything. Yeah, it's so it's all fast. a lot of stuff. Right I, I, now. I assume this is one of the things that will uh, be better looking back on the season. But uh, yeah, it's and it's not, none of it was bad. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot to throw at someone who doesn't know what's happening. It is. Yeah, yeah. And um, one thing I still can't get over is the uh, the animation logo at the beginning of the episode. It's just so against what the show is about. It's so like uh, positive and like kid friendly. <laughs> this, is, this is a kid-friendly show, Aww. Steve. Okay, this is yeah, yeah. you kids, we're, we're not. Neverlands are so here. happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, let's. I don't, what's the top story here? It's. I guess it's. It's Crone, right? Like she's the yeah. definitely the focus of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, Andy, not having seen, uh, not knowing what what's up with Crone, what was your reaction to her this episode? So. I knowing the show, like I was kind of prepped for, to believe, like she was going to be not a good force to the kids, and that's correct. She's uh, yeah. she's pretty creepy. Um, but the thing that really surprised me about her was the part where we obviously got to see her talking with Isabella in a, in private without the kids around, and then the following, I think it was right directly afterwards, where she was in her room alone with the kid, with like the, the doll. I mean, the yeah. the, the, oh, the yeah. kid doll, and it really, really shined a light on the fact that these that. Isabella and Crone are really messed up in the head. Like there's something wrong. It seems like there's something wrong specifically with Crone and most likely I think with Isabella as well. Like I think we're going to see more about her later. Well, well, but, uh, yeah. No, but I think it, that's, yeah. Let me actually, it, it, that, that's my assumption. Like I, mean, I, I, that's my, that's what I think the show is trying to tell me that there's something 
more going on with Isabella and Crone based on what we see here with Crone. Because Crone is really, there's something <laughs> wrong with her. Like, I thought she was a robot a couple of times. <laughs> oh, is my feelings, though, on Crone Isabella, like, from the beginning as I read the series, and I don't know how you people agree, but I feel in a way that they're just as much victims of this as the kids are. In terms of all this, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to say that they're not victims, but they can they can still be yeah. messed up if they're victims. Yeah. Right. Something something cool. caused something to some something to mess well, them up. Okay. The point no, point Andy, being, Crone is yeah. uh, particularly uh, displayed as unhinged in this episode. Yeah, that, that's thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Thank yeah, you. Like, uh, thank you. She definitely Maybe. is not normal. She, 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 look, she, so she just bounces off the walls, and this the scene of her talking to the doll in particular is yeah. specifically meant to show her being unhinged because she treats yeah. it like a human child. It seems like. Maybe that's why she's not. She she can't get a promotion yet. She, oh, yeah. I'm curious why. Like, oh, we saw you with that doll. Not this year. Sorry, Crone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and I guess this I guess this implies that, like, this this might be an implication about the fact that she can't have her own kids. Like, maybe that I, that's kind of what I got from this. Like, she's not like she physically is not allowed to, like, give birth to another a child of her own. Like, that's kind of like what I was getting a vibe from from this scene. Why she that's had a, a child doll. Hmm. Well, that's a good question, because, like. I, I swear the kids at the beginning of the episode, they're asking, like, oh, well, yeah, so, like, a new kid was brought to replenish the yeah. kid that was killed. Where did we come from? Like, were yeah. we it, here from the place that that kid initially, like, where were we conceived? Where? It feels like a, it feels like a through line between those two things. So they talk about, the, like, where did this kid come from? Then we see Crone with a fake child with her. Like, it, it feels like we're supposed to be thinking about the where they're coming from. I, I kind of wonder maybe if that child represents maybe a loved one from her past that she lost. That, that's also where I jumped, but I, I it felt, it feels more, it feels more, it feels more relevant if it's about like her inability to have a child of her own. Like, I don't necessarily like that plot line for some characters, but I mean, I, I think it makes narrative sense for this world. <laughs> there, there's the other option that so like we we get some important information between Crone and Isabel, right? Because before we we're like, so like they're demons maybe and humans. How does that work in a society? Who's in control? And we really get the sense from this episode that the demons are seemingly are in control, and that lucky humans have a place in their system. And the thing that's like I think really fascinating about Isabel and Crone is you get the sense of hierarchy, right? Like. Yeah. Okay, if you're good enough, you can become a mother. But that's something you have to work very hard to get. And that's why Sister Crone, like, initially she's like, oh, like, I've heard about you, Isabella. Like, you have the top, like, the top farm or whatever in the area. You, you're you known for this, having this reputation of the best kids. I want to be like you. And, like, she's, she's almost like she's offering this kind of, like, friendship and mentoring. And Isabella totally is not here for it. She slaps that away. She's like, remember, you're, like, my assistant. That's it. They could have brought anyone. It's not like I asked for you specifically. And that's when I feel like Sister Crone really well, turns on her. And it's like, oh, you know what? what? I, I'm going to try to, like, that get comment, That get, comment is very... This role myself. That comment put me your suspicion. And that she said, didn't ask you specifically, like, do they know each other from the past? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I, yeah, the, I didn't ask for you specifically. I was like, oh, they, they knew each other. Um, but that that's the only line that hints at that. You but. know who's... Yeah. You know, Sister Crow reminds me of her Isabel's relationship. Sister Crow reminds me of like a, a queen bee's minion, or you know, someone who's just gonna try to use the queen, you know, like a mean girl, like queen bee, and she's like the lackey who's just trying to plot and scheme to get to her spot. 
Yeah, I guess that's that, that is kind of what's happening here. Yeah, the the, the 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 firm thing we learn about how humans work with uh, the demons, I do think, is what Michelle was talking about with this hierarchy. Mm. Like that that is, that is uh, definitely what the episode's presenting. The ter- in terms of like they're lucky to be where they that's unclear. I think um, they pot they speculate in the beginning. Uh, are adults who obey the demons under control of demons from birth or after they're captured? Um, yeah. so, and th- that's not really answered, I think, by any of these scenes, but we're definitely like Isabel's reporting to the demons. Um, and then Crone, uh, is kind of like reporting, actually, Crone's reporting to Isabella. She was p- positive there. Actually, is a, actually, I can impression is a, Bellis was reporting to Grandma. Isabel's reporting and to Grandma. And then who's reporting yes. to the demons? Well, we don't know. Yeah, so we don't know who Grandma is. Grandma could be a yeah. demon. Yeah. Grandma could be a person. But it does imply. I don't think. But it does imply there's another woman, human around. Yeah, like, human. It's, it's interesting that it's there's not more. Um, there, we haven't seen any male human adults yet. Which is interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And or like, is that. Potentially female demons either. Y- yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. We don't really <laughs> know. We don't really know what. Uh, I don't you know, know how you would tell, but that's yeah. A, yeah. That's a they have male. They have male voices to us, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, one of the most striking lines of the episode, I think, is this first from this Crona Nilba Isabella scene is the the first the thing Crone says, which is "Thank you for an opportunity to return to this side." Is what Crone says. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the one of the least explained lines I think of the episode. What does this side mean, right? Like uh, I don't know. we've been talking about Truman Show theory this whole this whole podcast, and I think this it, is a big supporting uh, evidence for Truman Show theory. <laughs> I, I think I think all the I think it might not be like individual Truman Show things for each farm. It might be like one big Truman Show thing for like a bunch of farms, Dylan. This, That's what this, I'm this side makes it seem like there's sure. a demon realm and a human realm, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like all the farms are in the human realm and then Crone was trapped in the demon realm or something and apparently that sucks for humans. Like she said. Or there's just a really, or there's yeah. just a really bad like corporate office in the demon realm and it's really boring. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just boring there. Yeah. <laughs> My desk job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She just wants field work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, oh, man, th- th- yeah this maybe. this line, and by the way, Andy, I went back and rewatched the beginning of episode one, and I saw what you meant with the sun flickering on yeah. in the beginning. Um, yeah, I think this is like not Earth. I think that's what. So I'm so so you felt that too, Dylan? That it was really unnatural. It's it, it's not clear if it's an effect by the show being stylistic yeah. or if it's like the it's it, yeah, but it feels like the sun is turning on as opposed to the sun is rising. Yeah, yeah. I, they they take a second to sh- like the fact that they like show it to us that way. Like it feels like we're supposed to see that. And it's very early, so it's like this is important. Like uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I kind of wonder. Yeah, come on. Did they were these like these humans they have like people kidnapped from earth to brought to this planet to farm or yeah it could be that they demons turned earth into their planet or something oh, sure. it could be that they yeah. uh, took them to another planet you know they did, but point being that there's some sort of demon realm and we when we cut to the demons perspective it did not particularly oh. look like earth or anything there um yeah. no it's just a lot of space i mean you have stuff by like the fence with trees but that could be the orphanage so like who really knows yeah it could just be yeah. in, in inside uh so i another uh, another I think hierarchy is a good theme for the episode because in the demons uh, scene too as well they talk about uh, him yeah and, it's uh, like a head honcho yeah they, well, they talk about boss and then they talk about uh, him um, and him. it seems like him is some sort of religious figure at least the way the anime subtitled it capital him and uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it seems yeah. like the demons are kind of reporting mm-hmm. to this uh, maybe god type figure like he that would appease him his meal is special um, and then they brought this like fluid to the desk and then or the the table, table and then like the that was it. Table. 
Yeah. Well, and they was holding a flower. Uh, when oh yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, ties back to the flower from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were those are the ones that were receiving Isabel's report from Grandma. Isabel reports the demon's grandma. Um, only your plants. Uh, the grandma says only your plant can deliver the supreme goods that will be offered at the Tafari. Uh, we have no idea what that means. The Tafari. Uh, maybe the Tafari is the god. Like, uh, is it a council? Is it uh, a place? Yeah, right? it's an ambiguous I, noun. That's yes. what it is. Yes. Andy, what do you think of that one? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, I want to talk to you here because these two are no help. Yeah. <laughs> this whole episode, like every time they introduce something new to me, I'm like, oh, we're gonna learn something, and then I learned nothing. Like, I just feel like they just drew all this stuff at me. And it feels like it's going to be really important. Like, I feel like I'm going to come back and, like, see this scene or this episode again and be like, wow, they were they were foreshadowing so much. But right now, it just feels like I have no idea what's going on. And so that's kind of what my intro was about earlier. Like, I'm kind of just waiting to see how this stuff is going to culminate still, because right now, Tafari means nothing. Yeah. That's fair. The first episode was so concrete with what we presented. Like, we showed the demons. We showed, we said, this is a farm. And now I think that in this episode, we're, we're kind of, uh, doing the thing, the thing that we're, like, praising them for not doing in the first episode, which is we're just hinting vaguely at things that don't mean anything to us yet. Um, some, sometimes we don't in this episode. Some things are, like, definitively yeah. presented. Like, we talk definitively about the tracking devices. We, like, fi- right. find out where they are. Yeah, they um, found them. That was right. quick. So, so there's some <laughs> things that we're moving fat quick, uh, moving quickly and presenting, but then there's other things, like this demon scene that's the reporting and then seeing them actually it doesn't mean a lot to me watching it that's not going to be the highlight of the episode i was hoping for demons but what they showed us was kind of nothing because it just doesn't mean anything to me yet have you have you ever seen full metal alchemist like brotherhood um that's why i got the idea that this the the head like homunculus he was disguised as a human child so I'm kind of thinking, man, one of these, like... Look, so I did, so anybody. yeah, we'll talk about the... Okay, let's move to the trainer. Could that be, the head honcho could be right in the farm right now, the head honcho. Right, that, and that is the trope uh, oh, on a lot oh. of these things. Um, okay. So I don't know if I'd like that for this kind of I, show. I wouldn't like that. That's dumb. Well, so at the end they say there's a traitor here. Um, again, this is speculation among the three of the, the, the leaders. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish the show... I wish the show would more clearly tell me whether the show knows this is speculation. Like sometimes it feels like the show treats what they're saying as fact. And I, I, I think every, like every it's treating everything they're saying as fact. However, no, that like, is what, yes, no, that's very important. And that's like, again, like what I was saying last time when I was reading it, I'm like, so they're like thinking all these things. Are they going to turn out to be wrong? Do we know? And it's not that they're perfect, but like, I think we have to look at them as three, like insanely brilliant children. And, who can come to these realizations, these realizations very quickly. And the show is going to show you whether or not it's true, but it will treat it as fact until proven otherwise, essentially. Yeah. That's definitely what it's doing is it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. The, the, the issue is that like, it takes us below the surface level analysis to understand that it's just speculation. Like all you have to do is step back for a second. And so it's like almost nothing, none of it is real because uh, it's like, okay, all of this is just speculation. But I yeah. Do- the, the series, though, they really want you to think, though, the way they presented it, that Phil is the traitor, the way they oh, presented no, it. No, I, th- I, I think they're clearly presenting Gilda as the traitor in this episode. Yeah, no. That's, yeah, that's Gilda's like, the one who seems shady. And yeah. Crone looks directly uh, at her last. Yeah. Like, also, I have no idea who Phil is, so that hurts that. No, piece. but as soon as they say there's a traitor among us, then he pops up on the screen. Okay, okay. That's yeah. like, Phil I, isn't real. 
Phil is not reading. <laughs> okay, so I'll look for the person well, that pops up when they say the trailer. Maybe it's Connie. Like. Maybe it's yeah, rip, rip Connie. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's the, the, the thing with Gildy. It's the scene with the the demon bite, but then also like later, like we cut to her a few times, and it seems like she's like surveying them. Um, yeah, like it, it's pretty on the nose to the point where yeah, yeah. And do you think that's a red herring? It's not Gilda. I, I think it's definitely a red herring. I think this is. But it's interesting because it feels like it's a red herring specifically for the – it's like one of the first times it feels like it's a red herring for the audience and not the kids. Because usually when they, they – they, they don't think it's Gilda yet, yeah. Yeah, like that's interesting yeah. to me. Because usually like when we – in this show, it feels like every time we see something scary, it's also scary for the kids. And this time it's not really scary for them This that we think Gilda's – I'm interested how they're going to portray that was what I'm trying to say. Well, interesting if there is Gilda because so far just for the important characters have all been female. Like Emma's the main lead, you got Isabella Crone. So if if it is Gilda, it's another female character playing a prominent role in this show. Yeah, I definitely like that in this show. So so I think it's worth pausing. What does the traitor even mean? Because Gilda's 10, as she says in this episode. Like, yeah. That's another reason to think it's her. Oh, maybe like, like I said, what if the traitor is actually oh, so demon disguised and they keep changing forms? Like every, right. like, so, okay, so that, that's a possibility. This could be a demon. It could be like an adult, adult woman it, disguise. Maybe demon technology. Oh, they maybe talk, it's they talk like Koi. Maybe like when he... Eat like maybe it's the type of demon that can they kill a human and they take their form like okay boy. okay okay we don't need to get into all the <laughs> demons from other mythology but um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it could it, I think it, it, that's a thought I did have watching the episode is what if it's a demon in disguise I think like we talk about demon technology as well in this episode even though the tracker ends up probably not being demon technology so that's a possibility that it's like they can convert uh, a mom into into a kid um, but I just don't understand how it could be uh, like a child unless they're like mind controlling them or. I, like like what is she like uh how are they watching yeah. through her? there has to be like there has to be like uh they have to be seen through her eyes or something and their technology doesn't seem that legit because we learned yeah. that so like here's a thing like yeah these kids speculate a lot is it all true but they were like dead right about there being actual trackers on their bodies well like it was a hunch that isabella had a tracker device but then they found the actual tracker in the kids here so like that paid off and the other thing is one thing that ray was saying about that was that that they couldn't identify people based on the tracking information. It's like you you look at it, you see dots, right? But you don't know who those dots are. So Isabella has like a very strong hunch who saw the thing by the gate, but she doesn't exactly know. We'll get back to so that. Their part. technology yeah. is like it's like advanced, but it's not like dead on. The technology, so the yeah, the technology we have yeah. seen, I think, from the tracker and the tracking device, right? So that's mm-hmm. kind of all I'm, we know about. I'm convinced that there are either cameras or microphones in all the clocks in the house. Every single one of them. Ooh, the in the clocks, clocks especially. Every Ooh. every single one of them. Like I think, because like they keep saying with complete certainty, there are no cameras and there are no microphones. Remember, uh, Don said, "Can you yeah. help me fix this clock?" Before, so Don's the traitor, and he needed the the spy <laughs> device fixed. Oh, Don! Well, he was the one who was Don, like, the first episode make- closest to Connie. So. In the murder mystery, the, the thing is, we, we don't know anyone's name except for Don and Gilda. So, like, it has to be one of the. Same I didn't even know Gilda's name until you said it again, Dylan. I just like well, they, in, in that in the episode they say Don and Gilda. That's one of the lines. Oh, so, did yeah, they? Okay, yeah. it's like oh, she even got Don and Gilda. Like that was a blatant line to me. Um, so like I, I don't know anyone else, any of the other kids' names. So it has to be one of these two. But, <laughs> and also, Don and Gilda were in that first conversation in episode one when in all the forest. Yeah, so they clearly were, yeah. they're supposed to be big. But, yeah. You know, it probably make would make sense if the spy is a female, so maybe someone they're grooming to be a mother in the future. So I just 
I just think there isn't a traitor at all. I just think there's cameras in the house. Like, I just, that's all I think it is. I think they're paranoia. Yeah. I I think they're just looking for more answers than there are. Like, I think there's less than there is. What if, what if you're right, Andy, there's no traitor, but because they're so paranoid, they, they're, they hurt one of the kids' feelings, and they I, become a traitor. They turn to the dark side. I don't think Emma could ever hurt one of these kids. Yeah, like, never. Bad. Not in I'm the not saying her, but maybe Ray or, or Norman. Okay, I could see that. I could, could see that. Could so you thought a traitor? You thought a traitor? Okay, I'll show you. I'll show you. I've seen that before. I've seen that on other shows. It's like, I'll show you. I'll turn to the dark side. I yeah, don't but what, what, there's no dark. They don't know the dark side exists, though. So that doesn't, yeah, yeah, like that'd have to be a thing. Like they'd only um, know there's a quote unquote dark but, side. If but they, they trust. But they trust Isabella and uh, they trust her. So right, they could just rat out what they yeah. say. Yeah, to, to Isabella. <laughs> That's possible. Anyway, the traitor thing. This is uh, classic anime. Um, <laughs> Yeah. A little sick of the tra- last uh, last uh, season. I already had a, a show uh, with the so release of Spice with the Trader thing the entire time. Um, I hope it's uh, th- that was handled pretty well. We'll see. Um, I don't know if this is going to be such. I, I don't expect this to be like a ten episode thing. Like this is probably like the show is fast. So this will probably be. I'm pretty sure each thing, yeah. have, like each big quote unquote plot thing has been like a one episode deal. So I yeah. I think we're going to get the Trader next episode. I like, hope there's one. I hope it's not a My Hero Academia thing, which they have yet to reveal the Trader in that series. That series, okay, sorry, okay, yeah, I don't want to edit that out, Dylan. No, 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 it's not, a, it's not a it's spoiler. A, it's been two okay. years. It's been two years since they've said there's a traitor. Okay. Um... <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so let's let's get back to Crone here because uh, so the things we know, uh, Crone and Isabella. I, I want to tie back to also something Steve said about like does Isabella know? Because this is something. This is a question lo- 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 uh, looming over the entire episode. Uh, because when Crone and Isabella talk, um, Isabella says, "I already I know. Uh, I already know which two it is." Um, so that's a thing. She just says that to Crone. Says, "I think I know what two it is." She's trying to. That being said, she's possibly trying to dissuade grown from reporting them she's like i've got this under control i know who it is um and I, mm. I think isabel's smart enough to know that crone has her own agenda too so she's probably playing she's a master chess player as, and 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 one of the big things with crone is that yeah isabel I, I do think isabel would know that crone would do something on her the conclusion crone comes to in that creepy doll scene is that she's wants to betray <laughs> isabella and Capture the two children, turn them in, and then get Isabel fired so she can be the new mom. So that's Crone's yeah. motivation the entire time. One thing I don't know about Crone, though, I don't think she would be a very good chess player because she play, doesn't play very close to the vest. She just lets everyone – she's pretty obvious, her intention. Well, well, yeah, this is the next thing. She says uh, when she's chasing Emma, she says, listen, Emma, if you saw the harvest that day um, – so she basically tells Emma she's suspecting her. She said, then she says, then I'm on your side, which I didn't really understand. Um, I think she was trying to get Emma to, yeah. to like – I just think that I think think, think Emma was just trying to get Emma to like admit it so that she could be like, yep, that's you. That was the big like a horror moment of the episode was uh, when she finds them. It's like, <laughs> like, uh, but it wasn't really that surprising because we knew that she was chasing them. Um, but it was, it was still. I think I still really liked that. And yeah, she's just blatantly like she she thinks she's uh, she thinks it's one of the three, two of the three of them, the the one the oldest ones. And uh, she has a scene where with uh, Norman and Ray as well. Um, and uh, they're like worried she overheard them. Then she blatantly tells Emma she's on to them. So um, definitely seems like Crone kind of. Uh, 
is is on the right track here. Isabel in the beginning, it seems like she gave Crone the necessary information to come to that conclusion. So you'd think Isabel yeah, would exactly. would have the right information. But then at the end mm-hmm. of the episode, the kids say it doesn't seem like mom suspects us anymore. Also, there's some time that passed before that scene. So it seemed like the, all that most of the stuff in the episode happened. Then there's a few days and then uh, and then they're like, oh, it's cooled down. I don't think she suspects us. But I think we're meant to think the kids are wrong at the end. I think that we're supposed to understand that Crone and Isabella probably do know. Yeah. That's my impression, yeah. at least. I that think it's, un- is- it's unclear, yeah. but yeah. We I, saw- I think the show could do better at sh- being clear about whose perspective, like whose perspective we're supposed to be in. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes the kids say something and it's like, it, like, like you said, Michelle, we're supposed to take, supposed to take it as gospel, but it, like, it doesn't feel right sometimes just how wrong they, they are because like, they're, <laughs> they definitely know. Like this, the, this the is the, this is the first time that I thought that they're blatantly wrong the, the, yes. at the end of this episode. When no, that's say, the thing. Like, when I say that, I don't mean that we shouldn't question them. No, I get, but, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. But it's yeah, like, but it is true that before the show, the show has said that they were right. But uh, my my thing is, I'm I'm saying like this at the end here. I think that this is the show also presenting contradictory information within the same episode to what they're saying, mm. um, which is definitely notable. Yeah, uh, that's dangerous because they think they're safe, and we know that they're probably not safe. They need to still be have their guard up. Right. I'm just yeah. I'm just still kind of on edge waiting for something bad to happen because I don't know how long I can stay invested in this like cat and mouse of no real nothing really changing because right agree, now I nothing agree. has really happened. Oh, so Andy, hello, so Andy, Andy. Who, who, who's dying of the main three then? I don't think one of the main three is dying yet. But Don we don't care. Gilda? We don't care about anyone else though. Yeah, I but Emma does. I think someone else. That Emma, Emma cares about everyone. I think yeah. Gilda's gonna die. Yeah, I, I could see I Gilda being the red herring for the traitor and then actually be the one that dies. Yeah, I could see that. Um, oh, that, yeah. oh, that's another trope, too. Like, you suspect someone's a traitor and then yeah, exactly, they sort of yeah. die at the end to prove their worth. Yeah. And I hate that trope. But Well, no, but what I think might happen, Dylan, is someone's going to die, but not due to the harvest. I think someone's going to, like, die while playing tag or something. They'll, they'll fall off a tree or something, like, break their neck or something. Right, right. And, like, we'll have to deal with that. And we'll have to deal with the kids seeing death, and that'll spiral things out of control or something. Interesting. It does seem like there's a lot of dangerous tag happening. Like, yeah, some intense, like this, some intense not, tag that they're playing. Well, yeah, tag seems pretty dangerous, and I'm kind of convinced someone's going to get hurt while doing it. Wait, <laughs> wait, have another person speak. How about Carol? You think could she maybe? Carol have, is, uh, is a child, just, so yeah, well, they're all childs, but children. But this is a uh, she's like two, right? This is don't know. But she came in the same time as Sister Crone, so hmm, yeah. I, this, I think this with Carol, the scene of Emma and like, and then Carol like holds her finger, and Emma's just like, uh, like ah, like it's like uh, wow. Um, that was like uh, I think really good. Like that was good for uh, d- displaying Emma's uh, the main trait of her, like yeah. uh, caring so much about everyone. Also, I just want to say I'm completely convinced they're all gonna have to cut off their ears now. Like they're all just gonna, there's gonna be a scene of all these children mm. cutting off their ears. Like that's all I can think well, about. So, okay, so let's get to that tracker. Let's go to that tracker scene, yeah, because they say that uh, they have an idea of how to raise. Like I have an idea of how to get rid of them, but then we don't really get it because they determine that they have to uh, disable the trackers only when they escape. Um, yeah, so. because the, they assume that if they try to dismantle it, it would give off a signal, or the lack of signal would alert everyone to the orphanage yeah but if they just Uh, cut off their ears and they're and they're just like still intact it's fine yeah well that that, uh, hypothetically that would be fine it would just like throw all their ears in a bucket and then isabella comes to the this hill and there's just a bunch of ears on there where all the dots were (laughs) 
I 100% believe this show would do something like that. It would, definitely. Just throw it it to those demon lackeys for scraps, you know. Give them something to eat. Yeah, I forgot that the lackeys. We say, are the lackeys on that council that we saw before? I don't know. Dude, I just realized the lackeys are probably going to be like the season finale of this show. Like, they're going to be like, we're going to, the kids are going to like directly like see them at some point. No, I think, I think we're moving too fast for that. I think that's. You think you are? I'm not sure. I I can't, I can't peg down how fast we're going. Yeah. If they, if they are like the final boss of the season, then I could definitely see perhaps maybe Isabella turning and maybe just, maybe finally, like, just have some empathy, just realize she's what a, all the scummy stuff she's done for the last few years and be her last act of redemption. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see redeeming traits of Isabella currently. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's uh, reporting. She's uh, trying to keep... Uh, well, the only redeeming thing is you kind of get the sense of the danger that she's in maybe just by how vehemently she's trying to with, with, keep her position. Um, that's that's kind of the only thing. Like, why, does she, why can't she just say that she failed and that the two two kids are like turn the two kids in the the were traitors um but she's just covering everything up well, she has that reputation right like this goes back to everything crone says just we get her outside perspective of like one i haven't been in an orphanage for a while if ever and two like isabella is the head honcho of multiple like there are multiple farms she's farm three oh. she says that to grandma so we know there are multiple farms and her her farm is known for having like the best kids out of everyone. So she has like the most coveted position for her to make a mistake. Yeah. She would totally lose her title and maybe worse. So, right. so of she, course yeah. she's not going to want anyone to find that out. Oh, come yeah. I'm curious about other moms. One of other moms, they treat their children more like horribly, like, like typical, like, fictional orphanages with house right, so maybe she gets the best results because she uh, like pull, pulls the wool over their eyes. That's possible. Um, yeah. A big thing that the episode presents is the... Uh, the is her being like the Isabel being like the best. Uh, she's having the best farms, the yeah. highest yeah. highest number of high quality goods. Um, so yeah, I do think her reputation's on the line, but I, I mean, I think it's definitely not unreasonable to assume that also her might her life might be on the line here. Yeah, no, um, totally. Yeah, I think yeah. they would totally find somebody else. I but mean, it, but I'm not sure though. Demons would eat adults, so they might just kill her. And right. Just, well, yeah, the, 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 there's probably a reason why we stop at twelve and the yeah. auto harvest. You know, maybe the, for yeah. some reason. Pre, like uh, prepubescent children are I just, particularly edible to them. I just like, think there's like, different aged farms. Like I think there's like yeah, a that's possible. To, like, I, I, to, like, I think I think it's definitely either that it's like prepuberty, like you have to eat them, or there's different aged farms. Like the the twelve thing, like seems so blatant. I guess yeah. um, that uh, I. I also, before we move off Isabella, like I, I might be crazy, but in the in the in the scene where she's talking to Grandma, I just remember this. I I don't know, but I thought I saw like numbers on her neck, like the tattoo of the kids. But it was wow. really hard to tell because the angle we were at with her, like because we were we like should behind go, her. we should go back and check that. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't I, I, I couldn't notice. tell. It was kind of cut off. Looked like there was stuff sticking up from her collar, but I couldn't tell if that was just like weird shadows or not. I didn't I, notice either. I I was just I was assumed though that. Every adult was at one point. I, I had to. Well, so the the thing that would support the fact that the adults maybe at some point were on some sort of farm is that Crone uh, in the beginning says, thank you for the opportunity to return to this side. So if this side just consists of farms, then she there was she was there before. But this side might also just be the human realm. And she might have been like on and on like uh, well, and also all of them were probably there with the preparing one year olds thing, which they talk about in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't know necessarily for sure if all the moms are on the same track as the the kids that are going to be eaten. 
Um, like maybe they have separate, they raise them separately for employment versus for eating. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, none of these, these are all things I, I, I do appreciate that the episode posited these questions because we talked about that last week. Um, so the show kind of has these same, is understanding and has these same things in mind that we were, that we were talking about that the audience has these questions after they come up. The show isn't necessarily interested in answering them immediately, but is at least bringing them to the forefront of our minds, um, which mm. implies an intent to answer them at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, back to Crone. Uh, at the, well, so the end of the episode, so there, we decide to train the kids through playing tag with uh, Emma, and then we get this montage of Emma, Norman, and Ray training them. Which which is also half hide-and-seek as well. Yeah, I guess tag kind is of, yeah. inherently hide-and-seek. When, yeah, when I was a kid, I remember those two games were separate. We didn't really combine them, but... <laughs> Yeah, their tag, I guess, is uh, slightly different, but uh, it's it's yeah. I, I love I love this uh, the training thing. Like, I think this was uh, really like a good idea to tie back in the tag theme with the strategy, with the caring for everyone. Like, I think it's like putting tagging together a lot of good themes from the show and and plot things. And I thought it was a really good scene. And then we get Crone, uh, her wanting to play tag, and she. Um, is like running really hard throughout the entire forest, um, looking really unhinged with her faces. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's she like looks on it, but she's clearly not unhinged because she's very like strategic and capable, I guess, yeah. uh, is yeah. what I'd say. Mm-hmm. So like we know that she's a, a real threat. Um, so, brief, briefly on Crone, I have to mention this at least. This is a frequent thing with anime is that um, the exaggeratedness of her features and also her expressions is not great combined with her being a dark-skinned character right like that's something anime does a lot it's like that's what that's what's holding me back from standing crone a lot is that it's like this is seems a little bit racist but i you know it's it's hard to tell because we haven't seen isabella do anything really physically yet dylan like if isabella acts like this when she's just is like physically active (laughs) like running around like this like maybe it's okay but right now i kind of agree with you it's strange that our one dark-skinned character looks like this. If this was an anime for children and when they dubbed it here, they would have to censor her, like, like reanimate her face or something, like, and her, her skin or something, which is like Pokemon did one time with one character because uh, Japan sometimes. And, like, you know how many Pokemon episodes have been banned because of their blackface? Ugh. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's. It's. I think Japan sometimes is a good uh, reaction to this. Like, Japan, oh, Japan sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's. Yeah. It, 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 I, I do like that the show is presenting her is like uh, capable and a nuanced character and, and all of that's good. Um, and and also before we move on from Crone, also she mentioned that she had taken all the tests too, which also implies she was. An did she take too. that? When did she say that? She said it would be. This she be did. This, she said this should be easier than getting perfect scores every morning, every day. Like or something and that's, like that. All right, I don't know that's if that's really interesting. I mean, that, that implies that it, it Sister Crone was that. like a top student at one point. Yeah, because it, that's what the, our kids do at, at our orphanage, right? Yeah, yeah that, it, didn't, it, that didn't even to me jump out enough to write down as being definitive. I guess, but yeah, I definitely. I don't think it was definitive, Dylan, but it definitely is Dependent. continuing. Yeah. It, it's more evidence for the pile. Mm-hmm. For the mm-hmm. what? The pile. For the pile. The pile of evidence that's growing. Yeah. Oh, the mm-hmm. pile of evidence that uh, yeah. that she what she was once uh, on a farm, or at least that... all the moms are, or at least all the, the moms, moms came from farms. on the farms. Yeah, I yeah. still don't understand yeah. how that system works of extracting moms either. versus kids. So that's something that. Uh, but anyway, I I'm sure all like all the moms like had like the high perfect scores, but I kind of wonder what determines 
whether to continue raising them to be moms and sisters or just to eat them. Do they flip a coin to see who? Right, because it seems like they're going to eat. Uh, like, seems yeah, like yeah. Emma would be a good mom, but she's yeah. going to eat her. So, but yeah, yeah. That's not, Emma would be uh, a perfect mom. She's like she's already sort of my mom at her age. I know, right? She already loves everyone. I mean, you would think them. you would think maybe. Um, at least Isabel smart enough to realize that would tell, go to higher up and say maybe we should reconsider yeah, eliminating I guess Emma. Maybe Isabel is too concerned with uh, delivering her yeah. high quality stock. Like, and they yeah. tell her like they tell her all the other farms are doing poorly. Yeah, all the like, farms like on, right know. now we're counting yeah. on your good. Yeah, that's that's interesting for the future plot. I assume. I assume it's going to matter to like when we get out of I, here. There's going to be a reason for why things I, aren't going well at the other farms. I don't know why oh, Isabel's not pulling a little like a Darth Vader like with Emma like. Trying to turn her to her side, like why? Like maybe if I, if you behave, maybe I can groom you and and and, and spare you, and you can become a, a mom and live for and live a long life just like me, little one. <laughs> I would do that. That would be a good story. <laughs> you would do that. Well, like, okay. You would do that if that's your only option. No, like, no, as, an author, as an author, as an author, as an author, I would do that in story. Sister, Not Steve as the mom in the story. <laughs> as, um, a, as a writer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's a good way to look at it is uh, what you would do writing the story. Um, I'm always that's the best way to predict future stuff. I've, I've said that before in Ruby and stuff. But um, yeah, in this 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 crone uh, tag scene and then we, we talked about the thing with Emma and um, if, if you saw the harvest that day to Emma, uh, then she's chasing Norman and Ray, but she runs out of time. Um, oh, and this is the, the thing with Gilda. At the end of the episode, uh, she says, uh, Norman, Ray, Emma. So she specifically points them out as suspects or whatever she's saying. And, and then she like smiles at Gilda. That's the, that's the thing with, with Gilda. Yeah. She's like smiling. At I kind of wondered if she didn't know Gilda's name yet, though, to be honest. Yeah. yeah I mean, I did. I also did. Three of their names. There's a fourth one. I don't know what to call her. I kind of wish she did say Gilda's name because I was like, wait, did, I, I forgot her name. Please say it again. Yeah. Four eyes. Four yeah. eyes. Like, no, we, they, they said at one, at one point at one kid said Don. <laughs> yeah, but Dylan, Dylan. I, I, need... I, barely, I barely got it. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's true. But yeah, that's a big reason to speculate. Oh, uh, is well, maybe she, she just like, out. you know, Lane, she just gives a little nickname for each kid and just based on facial expression. Like, Emma is like the uh, athletic and uh, Ray, the emo, and uh, Norman, the uh, nerd. And just give him little nicknames like that. <laughs> That's easier to remember. I, I, I also kind of think this is. I think this is supposed to be foreshadowing. Like when when she lists all three of the main three characters' like weaknesses, I feel like we're going to see all three of them yeah. fail in these ways in the in the coming episodes. Oh yeah, I was about to say uh, she lists all their weaknesses. Shades of shades of she, white diamond this week. Uh, with, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What like maybe a week? Is well, it's cause, she it's because yeah, I got that. It's because she was told to she was told to memorize the reports. I think that's why the files. Yes. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah, that's the other reason why. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, are there weaknesses a part of the reports though? Probably that seems like a weird thing to list. I thought it's like their height and weight and eye color. That <laughs> I, I would assume thing. it's their disposition as well because they're supposed to keep them happy. So like they would probably know what makes them happy and the, like that would be in the reports as well. I'm, I'm sure, like I said, like we I keep mentioning, I'm sure they have to have some of these people be future mothers, so they're sure they have to test that too. Who's yeah, the best that, candidate? That would be a reason to do that, yeah. <laughs> um, she, by the way, is uh, Crone running through the, the forest with clocks, like yes. in the first episode. Yes, yeah. I, I, I definitely like And that. I don't, 
And I don't remember Tag really having a, a clock. So, and by the way, in real life training, yeah, you're running it. for your life. You don't have a t- clock. Yeah, it is, I see what you're saying about it. Because <laughs> she's counting and then yeah. there's a time limit. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then the clock thing and then the clocks contain images I, of her like interacting with the children. I, um, I really love this consistent imagery, Dylan. I really do. <laughs> I like that we're, we're calling back to these things because it means that it, it just means it'll be so much more impactful when we do it like in like the the real time it happens. It'll probably be a lot more tense. Like I, I'm really I'm really like what they're doing here, showing us this again. Yeah, I agree with that. I and think I was worried that we'd lose the imagery. Like uh, yeah, Bloom and Two changed a little bit from the first episodes into the middle, and then it got it back at the end. This episode's been a little bit more consistent directorial. Um, so I, 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 that's 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 been good and. Um, so, some but getting back brief things here to to close out from the end of this episode back to this first scene we we're talking about this the tracking device i mentioned the alien technology here's a line that stood out to me was um that kind of product wouldn't exist in 2015 is what the subtitles while while standing in front of a map of our earth that mm. with the with 2045 above it right so first i was like oh is this a they sub this wrong it's supposed to be 2045 then i was like oh wait do the kids think it's 2015 but but then i look back at the calendar from episode one but no the calendar says 2045 um so the kids at least have access to that um yeah i like don't remember if that was a thing in the manga what i remember essentially was that they so like they have books and stuff they like books and toys and technology and the the oldest like the the newest book is like from 2015 so like they assume that that is the time frame but maybe now that they they do know it's 2045 i feel like that was a thing that was revealed but i don't know yeah like, no it's, it's 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 on a calendar that they see they so hang I it see. in the main okay. hall. it's on the i main guess hall. they know it's 2045 then yeah, yeah but I, that, I, I I was, that could that really confused me the first time the 2015 I, one. 2045 the 100 year anniversary of the end of world war ii i wonder they're gonna celebrate that occasion or probably not since it's japan okay okay, okay. Japan. <laughs> but but dylan i think that 2015 thing i think this episode was the first time it felt like we were losing some things from the manga this is the first time it feels like we were we had to cut some things for time and i'm not sure what things we lost like maybe we lost an explanation for why they thought it was 2015 among other things i think it's supposed to be a mystery like well, um, that'll not, be answered i don't see any it's not 2015 i don't see any hoverboards so Okay. Steve. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Uh, but yeah, they, 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 it's the very the, the implication from that line is that they their knowledge of technology only go, goes up to the time when the start yeah. of the manga is written. So, uh, but yeah, it it, it seems like that, uh, that that you know I would expect maybe that the Earth was invaded by aliens maybe. at that point, or that yeah. they were all captured they're, and taken back. Um, that would be evidence for that. So, it, so maybe they're keeping secrets from the human society, these demons. So they, so they have a little advantage. Like they have 30 year technology advantage over human humanity. If they ever get to a confrontation. Do the, did, did Isabella ever tell them where their farm is in the world? Like, is that something the kids know? No, okay. no all they know is that they're farm three. Well, well, and we well, know that well, there are more farms. That's it. I don't well, think they know they, their farm, but yeah, no. But I mean, did Isabel give them a lie? Like, did Isabel lie to them about where they are? Maybe. Like, did she tell them, "Oh, we're in yeah, yeah, Texas," yeah. when they're not Which, actually? Well, she lied about it being an orphanage. So yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so it's uh, her her possibility of lying. I, the odds have gone up. The door is open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the odds have gone up. Yeah, it's it's a lot a lot unclear. It seems like they're raised very generically. That's uh the the impression I think I got from the first episode. Um but 
more could be revealed about that. Last thing I got is Norman and Ray are like washing the dishes and then they're like implying that they're going to have to kill uh, mom and Isabella and Crone uh, yeah. before the, yeah. so to avoid them reporting to the demons. Again, um, I, that's something we talked about in the first episode. I mentioned that too. Um, I'm curious though, would, would Emma like have the phone to, to actually go through with that to well, kill mom? That'd be a Norman task, I think. Yeah. Or a Ray task. Or Ray. I think Ray. He's the one who's like most like. Well, remember, Norman last episode says, I'll do use my abilities to protect them. Maybe his abilities aren't murder, though. Maybe they're just like book skills. You think he wouldn't do it? I feel like that's anyone's potential ability, right? Could do it. First, if you want someone to get the job done, you gotta go to Phil. He's the guy to kill. <laughs> Phil, like, who's that? Phil, I don't know who that is. Alone, Dylan. But Dylan, yeah. I think this actually ties into Ray saying he had like a plan. Like I think Ray's plan is just kill Isabella and Crone instead of dealing with the trackers. That, like, that, that might would, yeah, easier. that's true. That would mean you don't have to take out the tra- unless the demons also the top because of the, yeah. it's good out trackers though. That's the bad plan. They yeah. could track them wherever they go. Well, who knows? I, I'm. D- I'm not saying the kids are going to have the per- a perfect plan, Michelle. I'm saying this is what the characters do. That's but possible. I think no, I could say wanting to kill the adults either way. Yeah, because um, Crone, imp- Crone said that Ray's weakness was that he he gets impulsive but then loses track of what he was going to do anyways. Like, it sounds like he's going to, like, he loses steam, but he does things impulsively. Like, mm-hmm. it, I could completely believe that just out of nowhere, he's like, okay, the, he's, the quickest way to solve this problem is just to kill the adults, and then we're good. By the like, way, I, do, I, I definitely think we're going to be killing either Isabella or Crone. I think Norman, like one, one of our main characters' I think hands. Norman, like, weaknesses, I think Norman's weakness is Emma. Like, he, he doesn't want to do anything that would really yeah, upset let's her. Keep, let's keep that in mind, yeah. And Emma's weakness is like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to kill Crone. Like, they're 100% uh, going to kill Crone. I think they kill Isabella. That'd be well, more shocking. I, I think they're going to play tag, Dan. They're going to, like, play tag with Crone and then kill her in the forest. It'd be easier oh, to God. That could be next episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm not, yeah, I think you're right. It could be next episode. Be um, easier to kill Crone because, like I said, they have no emotional attachment to her, so it'd be very, very simple. Yeah, that's the, yeah I guess so. And then at the, at the end of this Norman and Racing, they're like, Mom's closing in on us because they think uh, they don't know that Crone and Isabella are working separately. That's another thing that contradicts the end of the episode. Maybe they're yeah. being, um, they don't suspect us anymore. Maybe that's for Emma's sake and not for, like, when they're together that they, they, they don't, they admit that. I don't know. All of that's very confusing, like, what they think of the state of. Uh, whether they're found out or not. So maybe some clarity on that next week. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Maybe the, they'll um, escape next week. Yeah, they'll just escape next week. <laughs> Episode four, they're already out. I could see, I could see the escape, the escape yeah. attempt definitely being before the, the finale. Like, yeah, I think same. I would expect that. Yeah, I, I, I could see that at the mid-season, Dylan. Like, I could see that episode six, we yeah. start escaping. Like, I, I have no idea what And the then something goes season. terribly wrong. Yeah, I have no idea what the pace of this season is. I don't, I have no it's, it's It's hard to tell, yeah. Um, but uh, good stuff this week, at the very least. A lot of more potential questions. Um, maybe some, we, we think we have some answers on things. We, uh, who's the, tra- we, we think we're thinking Gilda for the traitor. Steve is positing Phil, even that's a fake person. And, yep. uh, there's, there's a lot, of, a lot of questions surrounding where they are and what's going on with, uh, Isabel and Crone and where they came from. And so a lot, a lot of interesting stuff to potentially get into next week. Michelle, final thoughts here. Uh, I want to find out about the traitor. I mean, yes. I, I'm assuming that's what they're going to tackle in okay. episode four. Yeah. I want to see how far it goes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy. I want something uh, like I want actual like pro- plot progression because right now we're just setting stuff up and I want to see 
not necessarily someone die, but I want to see us um, see somebody on either the adults or the kids' side make a move. And I hope we get to that point next mm. episode. I want to go back to the past of Crone or Isabella when they were kids. I just want to learn more about them. Let's see a flashback, flashback at some point. It seems early. Flashback. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I was, I have I. I, I kind of have much attachment to them. I kind of sort of care about them as much as I do Emma and the others. It's uh, no, they're evil. Don't do that's not good. <laughs> um, anyway, I want to yes, believe that, there's good in them. I want to believe there's good in yeah, somebody. They're, they're, you know, they could be co. Yeah, they're, they're, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get more information. <laughs> but uh, good, good start from from Crone at least, and uh, good more continued stuff from as well. That's it there for this week. Um, yeah, let us know what you thought of the episode. What are you speculating? No spoilers in the comments though at overlyanimated.com at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, talk about it with us on our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord on our anime channel or support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our Patreon podcast. Taylor, aka Needle, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, I believe Needle uh, has threatened to watch the show, but has not gone through with it. Yet. So Needle watched the show, uh, but he's yeah, he, he might listen it. to the podcast. That's more likely. Um, but we'll see. Okay, and, we won't, okay, we'll spoil the whole show for you. So if you don't want to no, watch it, no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets spoiled anyway. And uh, <laughs> yes, we'll be back next week for episode four. Also, check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com, including Steven Universe, Ruby, Young Justice Outsiders. Um, I think that's the uh, j- eh, mm, no, no, no promises. Uh, and Ooh, promises. Find all that at overlyanimated.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.